0: This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. During the recent war in Afghanistan, invasive fungal wound infections, or IFIs, among U.S. combat casualties were associated with risk factors related to the mechanism and pattern of injury. Although previous studies recognized that IFI patients primarily sustained injuries in southern Afghanistan, environmental data were not examined. The authors compared the environmental conditions of this region with those of an area in eastern Afghanistan that was not associated with observed IFIs after injury. Today, I'm talking with Dr. David Tribble about his article on fungal wounds after combat trauma in Afghanistan. Dr. Tribble is the acting director of the Infectious Disease Clinical Research Program at Uniformed Services University of the Health Sciences. The IDCRP is a Department of Defense and National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases Collaborative Research Program. Welcome, Dr. Tribble.
1: Thank you for having me on.
0: Dr. Tribble, what are trauma-related invasive fungal infections?
1: Trauma-related invasive fungal infections are what we've termed um, IFIs, or soil-contaminated traumatic wound infections that are most commonly caused by the tissue-invasive molds uh, in the order Mucorales mucoralis or aspergillus species. These infections develop after a traumatic penetrating injury, and in this case with combat casualties, this is usually an explosive blast injury. The IFIs may result in further loss of uh, limb um, leading to amputations in order to remove the necrotic tissue that develops around the infection. If the infection disseminates throughout the body, it may result in death, so these can be fatal infections. Uh, These types of infections have also been reported in civilians after agricultural accidents and natural disasters such as uh, there was a tornado that happened a few years ago in Joplin, Missouri. In the military, the IFIs have been primarily reported uh, due to combat-related blast trauma where a soldier on foot patrol or a Marine is, and and we've seen this commonly in southern Afghanistan, which is, as you reported, this type of injury commonly results in a traumatic amputation of at least one lower extremity. Uh, Between the period of June 2009 and August of 2011, there were 77 combat-related IFI cases, and And this ended up representing a very substantial amount, 6.8% of trauma admissions to the regional military hospital in Germany.
0: What were you looking for when you did your study? Well, what we were
1: looking for, uh, after the combat-related IFI outbreak was recognized, we began doing series of investigations to try to look at individual and injury factors that could be related to the risk of developing an infection. Uh, this particular study examined regional environmental factors that might be useful in risk stratification.
0: So what did you find? Well, the regional risk
1: of mold contamination of wounds was observed in injuries that occurred primarily in southern Afghanistan. So we were comparing this region to the eastern part of Afghanistan where there were also several serious blast injuries. And in the southern region, we were seeing that this area was primarily characterized in comparison to the east as being lower elevation warmer temperatures and less precipitation. Interestingly, though, um, even though less precipitation, we were seeing the cases clustering along waterways.
0: Why are these geographical areas more likely to produce these infections?
1: Well, as probably most people know, molds commonly grow in warm and wet climates. So mold is frequently found on decaying organic matter, crop debris, or compost heaps. So southern Afghanistan is notably warmer, and it became termed uh, during the period of the war uh, as the green zone. And this area is notable for large agricultural areas, several rivers and waterways, which many of those may be irrigation areas uh, in these agricultural sites. And so this provided a very favorable environment for the mold growth.
0: And why is this significant?
1: Well, while we were not able to identify the specific environmental factors, uh, when you look at it on an individual injury site level, so the grid coordinates for that, uh, where that injury occurred, in order to directly associate that with mold wound contamination, we were able, however, to describe environmental conditions and regional data that was useful for risk stratification. When you take this information and combine this with injury circumstances, such as being on foot Patrol, uh, having a mechanism of injury like a blast, as well as the severity like um, uh, above the knee amputation, traumatic above the knee amputation, then it really assists in risk uh, assessment. Uh, there is a potential that this environmental data, and we did this in the article, can be further extrapolated and used in ecological niche modeling to predict the likelihood that an IFI would develop if this was happening in another uh, geographic area. So, overall, I would say this, the results of the study help describe certain clinical scenarios and settings with a high risk of mold contamination with specific injury patterns and uh, that leads to contamination of the wounds.
0: What kind of wounds create an environment for IFIs?
1: In general, these are uh, very serious penetrating wounds that get inoculated with fungal spores. Within our combat casualty cohort, these patients have massive tissue loss. They have extensive traumatic injury, um, typically manifest by above-the-knee amputations or even more proximal into the thigh, perineal, and pelvic injuries, uh, and these are all due to these improvised explosive device blast injuries.
0: Are there ways to prevent these kind of infections? Uh,
1: yeah, they're the best prevention, and, and actually it's also the primary therapy, is aggressive surgical debridement and wound irrigation. So these are grossly contaminated wounds, and they are, as I said, with a, quite a large amount of tissue loss. So they really need a very aggressive debridement. Uh, they can be very challenging because of the extent of the injuries. The other thing that's important in prevention is an increased awareness of these risk factors that if you couple that with an early tissue-based diagnostics, you can get more timely and directed uh, antifungal chemotherapy.
0: So does awareness help prevent morbidity and mortality?
1: Absolutely, the the best defense against IFI-related morbidity and mortality is an increased awareness of who is at risk, and couple that with early diagnosis and aggressive therapy. After the outbreak of the combat-related IFI's, another major endeavor that we undertook with collaborators at the military hospital in Landstuhl, Germany, uh, was to develop to assess a local clinical practice guideline where. High-risk patients, based on some of the factors we had identified uh, for IFI, uh, had aggressive wound cultures and tissue-based histopathology. So by doing this, um, focusing on dismounted blast injuries above the knee amputations and patients receiving large-volume blood transfusion with the first 24 hours of injury, we had a very significant decrease in the time to uh, the IFI diagnosis and uh, allowed for more aggressive surgical I and D antifungal therapy and topical antifungal uh, treatment.
0: Are IFIs in general a public health threat?
1: Uh, yes, they are. The IFIs are not common infections, uh, and these traumatic IFIs, uh, you know, generally happen at a relatively low frequency. However, there has been an increased incidence of invasive mucormycosis, which is one of the predominant uh, mycology groups that actually cause this in the general public. And when we see this, it's with agricultural accidents and natural disasters. As I mentioned earlier, the incident. In the United States in 2011, uh, where in Joplin, Missouri, there were post-traumatic IFI cases. In that case, there were 13 people diagnosed, and they had a very high case fatality rate of 38%.
0: Thank you Dr. Tribble. You can read the entire October 2015 article, Environmental Factors Related to Fungal Wound Contamination After Combat Trauma in Afghanistan 2009 through 2011, online at cdc.gov/eid. I'm Sarah Gregory for Emerging Infectious Diseases. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.